I focus on the gym, the bar. Um, I don't know what Israel called me the other day, this, one of their uplines, and he was just like, just try funneling people into the gym because then the bar will come, you know? Mm-hmm. But I'm like, yeah, but the bar, you get more royalty. Like, you know what I mean? It's like you, what, what, the residual income with a membership. Well, you need volume. Or, that's, that's where, you know, the build out and, uh, the build out, I, you know, both build outs over there when I was over there and here, I did myself with my own hands. So during the build out, you lose track sometimes of your real life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's a lot. And I don't know how much you really work the herbal life business, but like, if you don't, I mean, obviously it'd be the same thing probably in the gym with you being bigger if you don't stay on people they just don't stay on no i mean unless they're fully motivated yeah which is very fully bought into the process of what's going on you know and that's very far few in between like we were talking out there so like i when i was building and all the shit that was going on with my ex and i I just kind of lost sight of you know pushing the people that i normally did and you know, it became like, oh, you were always on me. And I'm like, yeah, just give me, you know, I'm going through the build out. Like, I'm very honest. So, mm-hmm. like, it's like I'm here 18 hours in between. I am trying. But I lost a lot of people. So, which is fine because, you know, this is a whole different vibe than what I had. So, but just trying to get everything back. And now, like, I'm trying to rebuild from, you know, certain things I keep finding that Mike did that I didn't know mm-hmm. from people like, my neighbors over here, I was just like, why would you have not talked to me about this shit? Like, right. I don't understand. Like, you guys are business owners where you and I are head-to-head on things. And, you know, he's like, yeah, it just wasn't in my position. That's why we stopped coming and helping and doing all this stuff. And, I mean, we figured that out. But it was things like that that started happening. And that's when, you know, these last two weeks when we kind of, the last three weeks, when we kind of hit a down point, I was like, fuck, what did he do? Like, was it part of him? What do I have to rebuild? And then I was like, fuck it, like... None of that matters. Like, it's from here on out, what do I want? What do I have to build? Do you find that, that that's an important thing for you now, moving later on in your life? Do you find that, you know, the value of something is more important than the financial result of it? Are you thinking, like, like you know, a lot of us are driven by, you know, our financial goals. We want to, we want to reach these goals. We want to be able to hit these numbers you know, we, we, we associate that with being a very successful business or even being very successful in your own life, you know, having a certain amount of money. Um, do you find that that is losing a lot of its luster? You know, it's, 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 it's shine in your life. Are you finding that it's more, more the value of things like what you are personally growing from it and getting from it? I've that's always, driving you? you know, I've always been that way where the value has always been top priority for me. Um, I never was really money driven unless I had to provide for my family. The the providing part I was money driven on. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the way that everything has unfolded in my life and how clear I've gotten, I could tell you that the value of things are more important to me as well as I value life more than I do the financial part of things. If that makes how does sense. that happen? Does it? Do you have to go through a series of events and ups and downs in your life to start seeing like what life is truly about? Like to see the value of like how important the day to day is and the quality of that day over just getting things done. Because I know like when we first started out in the business, you know, we had an objective: go to work, get shit done, make money. 
Yep. Right. I mean, and that's really, you needed money. Yeah. That's the program. You needed to make money so that you have more opportunities to grow. You know, and then as you grow, right, opportunities start to sm- get less and less. Right. And then you have to dig back into the quality of things because the quality of things maintains the stability of it. But right? you don't know the quality and the stability until you walk that line. Until you walk that line. You have and to go through both and sides. And I feel like I've walked, for me personally, I feel like I've walked that line very, like I feel like I walked the line very fast and I just based my life on the programming until something, you know, it, it's like everybody says that traumatic experience opened your eyes, mm-hmm. you know. But I feel like for me, it was just, I was running so fast to always support, you know, like it was about support. It wasn't necessarily, I wasn't chasing the money to be a millionaire. Mm-hmm. I feel like in this world, we're programmed to work and well, of course spend money and be suppressed on it. That's but, how you grow business. You, you know, especially somebody like ourselves who like, we're, we're driven by the work that we do. We're driven because we actually enjoy it. You know, when guys were opening up businesses, 25 years ago they did it because they loved it they didn't become millionaires they didn't do it because they wanted to be famous on instagram they did it because they loved fucking working out and they loved other people working out with them you know and they loved teaching other people exercise and it was the nuts and bolts of like learning how to squat and you know flipping a tire and just being rugged and rough you know and just being tough mean and strong right you know and so you 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 know you went to work you you knew how to work right and as you started to grow and you started to develop, you started to see like, oh, okay, there's easier ways to do things, okay? There's more efficient ways of doing things. That's how your business started and that's how your business started to grow. You go to work and you learn as you go, right? And you figure out what works and what doesn't work. You right. hold on to what works. You take care of what works, right? You spend, you know, 80% of your business or at least say 20% of your business is where you make most of your money. You know, so those 20% of the people that come to you are believers in you. The 20% of those people are believing in what you have to say. They're buying into the process. They're buying into they're the buying culture. They're buying into you. Basically. And they're buying into you. you. And then I feel Absolutely. like that process and the products come with it. Right, right. And those are the people that are more willing and receptive, all right, to come to you when they have questions. Those are the people that are going to come to you as a point of reference. Those are the people that are going to trust you. Right, those are the people that are giving you the money. They don't. People don't give people money if you don't trust them. Right. Right. People don't give people money if they don't believe in them. Right. Um, that's why eighty percent of your business can come and go. You know, you want to hold on to a greater percentage of that, obviously, to grow. So you want to constantly increase the quality. Right. Um, the growth process is it's rough because it wears on you. Because, unfortunately, people like yourself and myself. Right, we have to actually change as people to not wear our hearts on our sleeves. You know, we're very giving. You know, but it kind of cuts both ways. We take things personal. If you don't love what you do, then it's impossible not to take shit personal. It's impossible. I don't know anybody that loves what they do, and when they're criticized or they're not accepted or there isn't some type of um, reciprocity that's involved in it that you don't take it personal. It's why I hang on every fucking text message. It's why I hang on every phone call and every conversation. You know, I want to hit a home run every time I talk to somebody. Even though it's not realistic, I want to. I want to make impact every single time I talk to somebody. I want to make a difference in your life. The day I sat down in this chair when I met you a couple of weeks ago, right? I wanted to come in, my agenda was not only to meet you, but come in and show you who I was as a person. That's why I was completely transparent. Right. And tell you 
exactly who I am and not be afraid of that. And I'm not afraid of that. And I don't think you're afraid of te- telling people no, who you are. No. We're at that level. You know? We're but at I think that if level. you want to grow, you have to be. If you are not completely truthful with yourself as well as others, you're just, you're, you're just not going to get anywhere. Well, that's hence the Real is Rare podcast. So real is rare. Real, like I told you before, real is honesty. Right. Real is being honest with yourself. You're not you're a human being, right? There is doubt in your life, right? You know, and like if you're a believer, you know, faith is not and does not exist without doubt, right? Right. That's what the difference between us and God is, is that, you know, we have doubt. You know, we 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 hang on all those little things, you know. We want to prove a point. We want to be impactful. You know, we want to move the needle, you know, and you know, we're constantly trying to find ways to relate to people and help people understand what we're trying to say. You know, I told you, like, Jesus didn't walk the earth, you know, trying to look for people to save. I mean, he's just saved everybody along the way. Right. You know, Jesus was Jesus, and he was himself. He was the Son of God, and he died for our sins, blah, blah, blah. But the point is, is that he was significant in just being himself, right? Right. And, you know, Jesus was more significant in his death than he was in his life. You know, I mean, there. You think about it, like the most significant. You you see the image of God, or you see the image of Jesus on the cross, nailed to the cross. The worst part of crucifixion back then, they used to tie people to crosses. They nailed his ass <laughs> right. to the cross to punish him, right? Because they hated him. You know why? Because they were afraid of him. Because they didn't believe that he was the Son of God, right? They didn't think that that was actually possible. So. It was more significant than stuff. You look at any major, major icon in this country, you know, from the music industry, but people become more significant when they're when they're gone, you know, because it was like, wow, people don't really realize what they have when it's the right in front was, of them. Yeah. So that's why it's the twenty percent buy-in. People don't really see it yet, right? Right. Until it leaves them, and then they say, wow, I'm missing something. You know what I mean? I felt differently when I was with Heather and I was over at iRise. I was, felt differently when I was in her presence and in her program doing that, right? And I left it because I was scared. I had doubt. Things weren't certain. I was afraid of the work. And now... That's the biggest thing, though. How do you lead people to that? To get to, to say that it's okay to have all those fears because you can talk that all day long. And like we were talking about earlier, they still... Like you said, they they have the doubt, so it's hard for them to come back. But they miss what they. I think it's they just were feeling. It's your consistency. It's just you being consistent. It's you being strong enough and resilient enough not to show the weakness, and and it's this sucks because you know you need to be vulnerable, but showing that vulnerability too much scares people, because you're supposed to be the beacon. You're supposed to be the light. You're supposed to be the the person to follow. Right? right, you know, Jesus willfully died on the cross in the in the worst way, right, to show us how much he loved us. You know, he had he had slight minute of doubt, but then he changed course and he realized what he was there for. You know, like he when he when he was on the cross, he said, "God, why did you forget about me? Father, why did you forget me? Why did you forsake me?" You know, and but then he realized that wasn't it. You know, he realized what his true purpose was. Right. Our true purpose is that it's we have to be we have to have a presence. We have to be tough. We have to be mean. We have to be strong. You know, and what I mean by mean is is that we have to have a, a, a strong, confident presence. And I use the term mean loosely, <laughs> is because you know to some people being confident, you know, it's is cocky. Cocky, and yeah. that's that's the other thing that I feel that I struggle with is the taller I stand, the more I speak. 
you do have those people that are, you know, your egotistic, your ego is coming out or your cockiness is coming out. And that's, I struggle with, no, it's not, I'm not, it's none of those. Mm -hmm. I all, I struggle just like everybody else does, but I feel that my confidence is my truth. So when I speak truth, people don't like that. So they consider that as like being the cocky or your ego Mm -hmm. is coming out in the wrong way. That I struggle with because when I see that, like you were saying, it's do I pull back? Do I not pull back? Do I be who I want to be? Do I be the chameleon that I used to be? I don't want any of that. I I just, you know, like I want to teach people what I've learned. And I have a lot to offer knowing that I did travel, travel with sports. I've seen a lot of different things and people that, you know, I I have a lot that I want to share with people. But sometimes you do get thrown back because of that. Like you don't want to lose what you have already gained as you know when you change like we're changing as we get stronger every day as we learn something every day like when you were here the first time i it blew my mind our conversation i told mm-hmm. you i rewound everything and re-listen sure. so sure. you know like the stronger i got after that i can tell my demeanor has changed in a great way mean loosely using mean loosely um it it changed a lot and i can tell like a little bit more standoffish of the people that are in my center of influence if you will um, the dynamics changed. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't necessarily like I was meaner. It was almost more like educational, more truthful. Yeah. And people were kind of taken back by that where I was like, I have a lot to offer more than just teaching you how to lift five pound curls. You know, like I, I, it changed my whole demeanor in that aspect. So when you grow too, as you're growing and your confidence grows and, and you're more truthful, it really does take a turn. Like you for not the worse or the or better, but it does take a turn where I feel like your I don't want to say like your center of influence changes. Um, well, Heather, I I it's interesting. I, I, God shows Himself to me in so many ways, and you know I I know when you're when you're doing a podcast and you talk about God, you you lose people. You, you lose you lose a lot of people. But you, know? you lose what you're supposed to lose. Yeah, but really see, but, but we can't worry about game. that. Yeah. We can't worry it's, about that. If you if you if you talk about God and that's a major influence in your life and that's the reason why you do what you do to glorify God, then then that's what you do. And if people don't want to hear that, then that's fine. You know, it's it, the message is the message. We God didn't make us weak, and God didn't create the talents in us for us to play it safe. So when you question, how do you do this and how do you do that? You're losing the significance and the purpose of why you're doing it. Correct. What is it that you want to do? I want to go out there and I want to make impact and I want to lead. Okay? I want to help people grow. Hence why we're doing this extension of the Real is Rare podcast. We're moving into, you know, uh, lead and grow with Heather and Joe, right? And so with that being said, one of the first therapists I've ever worked with, very amazing woman in my life, um, uh, this girl Nicole just called me on the way here. Pretty amazing how all this shit happens. That's why I know everything God gets works. Put together. Everything yeah. starts getting put together, and she's she's working on this concept of using faith as a vehicle to help people with goal setting and all this other stuff. And she's got this new program she wants to start. And she said I'm one of the people that she always thinks of when she's got new ideas and wanting to do stuff. And she's helped me tremendously during a really tough period in my life. But you know, and I said Heather. I mean, I said Nicole. I said uh, you know. That's going to be really hard. She goes, Joe, it's not, that's, that's fine. She goes, it, it's not our problem. That's not the problem. The problem is you need to go out there and do what you were called to do, right? 
and let God work the rest of the magic. Right, because the rest will follow. The rest will follow. Like Jesus, like I said, I always refer to Jesus. The life of Jesus is so significant. I mean, if you think about it, Jesus didn't come down with an agenda. Jesus was down here, right? And he was moving across the earth. There was an internal agenda to go and and help people and be love. God is love, right? But he wasn't like, all right, I got to save five people today. So our goal has to be what it is that we're trying to do. Bring people together, bring people closer to God, glorify God, be good people, make impact. You know what I mean? Be significant over success. What is success, what is success without significance? I learned that from Tim Tebow, all right, former football player. You know, and Talk about a man of God. He didn't give a fuck about what anybody thought. No. Right? And the world shunned him. Right? His accolades were greater than some of the most active football players that are still in the league and he's accomplished more than them you know from a statistical level right and, they still... and because he knelt down and thanked god for it right people looked at him differently so so be it point is though it's it's what we're, what are we here to do we're here to make an impact we're here to lead we're here to educate we're here to to help people grow you know and if something that we say sparks some type of interest and lead somebody into a different direction, helps them make a better choice in their life, then we've been successful. But we can't worry about holding on to those people. We can't worry about how we say it. We can't worry about what it is that we do. We just need to do what we think is best based on why we're doing what we're doing. Right? So what are we doing? What are we trying to accomplish? Impact. Why? To glorify God and to bring people together. Right? And bring and spread happiness, joy, and fulfillment. Okay? How do we do that? Right? We talk about our stories. We talk about what we've learned. We take science, anecdotally what we've experienced. We take the things that we see in our lives, the things that we read, the things that we study, right? All our communication, we put that all together and that's how we translate it to the world. Through exercise, through nutrition, through our talking, through befriending somebody, through just being the example. And if we doubt that person, that example, if we have doubt in that, right? That's us having to work on us. That's us praying to God and asking for the strength to do so, right? But we have to put it all out there like we did when we first started our businesses is is that you just got to freaking go, right? And you can't play it small. You didn't play it small when you were, I mean, yeah, you may have only bought what you could afford, right? right? Like I did, right? I didn't want to be in debt. But as I worked harder and took more risks, I made more money. You know what I mean? I lost some money. But the point is, is that I kept going. Right, and I my focus was to keep getting bigger, keep growing, so I can do work with more people. Right, right, and keep growing a nicer gym, so more people wanted to come into my gym. Keep growing a bigger business. I wanted to be the guy. Right, right? so but then I started to realize, who am I doing it for? Right, am I doing it for my own personal gain? Right. Uh, yes and no. I mean, yeah, we all want to be successful. But, but as you expand, like I learned through uh, this, uh, you know, um, one of my mentors, Shannon Graham, is, is that as you expand, it's got to be about the value and fulfilling yourself, filling your own cup and doing the things that you truly love to do. But you had to walk the path in order to understand But you that, had right? to. Yeah, I mean, because right. when I started out smaller, like you said, and I wanted bigger, I wanted bigger, I wanted a lounge. I wanted a place where people had a safe place to go. Like I... I knew that when I even started building the other place that I, I've always wanted a place. It's like almost like a safe place, a lounge where people had to come and go mm-hmm. or can come and hang out. Um, but you have to walk that path in order to, you know, I just totally lost train of thought, but you have to walk that path to figure out where you want to go. I mean, if, if at first when I started, it was 
it was about getting to people and changing people's lives, but it now it's my value, like I value around that. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, it was okay. I like running a business. I love being business oriented. I'm a businesswoman. I love that feeling. I love the work, work, work. I'm a workaholic. But as I started walking the path, it wasn't all about business. It was more about the value and seeing people's value and them change and their livelihood and them walking the path or walking the path with me and, you know, having that camaraderie, I guess, or community. And that's why I went bigger. I just always wanted a big community, a big community of family, you know. Who who is Heather Dodaro? Oof. Who am I? (laughs) You're asking me as a... I big shift in my life. <laughs> I just, who are you? Yeah. All right. It doesn't. It doesn't have to be who you were. Right. It's just who are you now? Who am I now? Who are um, you? I am just someone that wants to change the world. But I want you time. to. I want you to. I want to know who you are, not who you want to be. Who are you right now? I mean, the t- real truth of who you are. You know, and you because know, we always talk about the things that we want. Right. All right. Or the things that we don't have. Right. Um, but like really at this point in your life, the real honesty of who you are in your life right now. You know what I mean? Because you got to think about it. Most people don't spend any time in that space. No, no, no. Nobody. Really A lot of people don't say I'm still I'm a former drug addict and I still struggle daily with wanting to use drugs. I'm a former uh, alcoholic. I'm a former, you know, uh, you know. I'm a chronic thief. I'm, a, I'm whatever, whatever it is that they do. Or I, I'm, I'm a chronic liar. Right. You know what I mean? I, you know, and I still struggle with that. And the real part of all that is, is that those things exist in my mind because I haven't dealt with them to the level that which I can get rid of them. Now I also understand though that like they're never gonna go completely away. But I've changed at a person in my dependency on those things. So I've worked on that addiction. And the addiction is making those things that I depended on mean something different to me. Interesting. So how did you do that? Well, it takes a lot of work, honestly. You know? And it starts with complete awareness. So when you're dealing with something, You know, you have to slow it down like completely and say, all right, I'm in a situation right now. I'm in this situation right now and I've been here before, right? Right. This is what I did before. So it's being in the moment. It's being in the moment, but it's being fully aware that you're in the moment, right? Because a lot of times, think about your internal body will protect itself, right? Your mind will protect itself and try to make it seem like it isn't happening because that's what you've always done in the past. You've ignored it. And you put it away and you didn't think about it, right? And so you didn't have to deal with the stress or the, the, the fear of That's because that's all that the again. programming of this world. Like you weren't supposed to talk about it or you're like whatever the roots you grew up in with your family. Like you just didn't talk about mm-hmm. it. So that's where I feel like when you suppress like that, that's where it gets tangled. But like you were saying for who is Heather and where am I today? Like that's, I had a huge shift obviously in the last three or four years. But this last year has been a shift to where... If I really had to answer that, like, very truthfully, you know, I'm not in the best position with myself. Uh, still, I'm still growing. I'm still learning. I'm still, you know, but where, I, where is Heather today? I'm a lot stronger. Heather is a much better person, family, friend, everything. Um, 
but my values have really shifted being in the moment really you know personal development every morning which changes your life being in the moment for me being like just I've really learned to slow down and I do have to thank Shauna out there a lot for that to slow down and be in the moment and to figure out why am I in this position? Why am I here? Uh, you know, to the point of I had to separate myself from my family to slow it down, clear the head, clear my head, get to where, I, where, I, where I'm at now. Um, because you're right, if you're, not, if you're not truthful, honest, you're not in the moment, you can't be better to help somebody else. So if I wanna lead people, I have to lead myself first. So being completely truthful and honest with myself started about two and a half, three years ago. Mm. Um, And sometimes you get faced with things where you're like, man, I thought I dealt with that or I thought I was honest. And, you know, like, uh, I'm going to put it out there that, you know, my family, like some of them love love to lie and the small lies and the programming that I was was in. And um, I thought I, you know, I thought I conquered. I didn't think I had that anymore. Like you were saying, yes, I, I... small white lies is something that has been big in my life. You know, why didn't you go to work? I didn't feel good. I, I, I was in the, I would, you know, those small lies, but you and I inherited them from, you know, my family. And I, and I know why some people in my family did it as business owners also, you know, protecting their business and, you know, coming home late and not having people mad at you and cause you're working late and it, it, the protection mode came on. And, and I learned that very early on in my life, uh, working in, working in a job with, with, with a family member where, man, I'm just like that. Those white lies. Like I, you know, come in with a bag. Oh, it was on sale. What? Who cares how much? $5, $2. What the fuck? It's my money. I'm, I'm working. Right. Um, but those lies started to become bigger, bigger lies. You know, it it was, uh, it almost became an embarrassment thing, I guess. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I tell people the truth of why you were doing things and where does that stem from? It started from lying. And I, and I recognized that a couple of years ago and, you know, through this last year, I thought I was, I was on it, but you know, certain things hit and I was like, man, I nope. like, why am I doing that? You know, you get clear with it. But for me as a person, as Heather, I, you know, I've, I've changed dramatically. Of, I just want to be the best version of myself. And I know that's you know, everybody says it, everybody says it in their personal, personal life, but in order for me to lead people here, lead people in general, in a community, whether it's what we're doing here, I rise your place, that I have to be that truthful with myself. And that starts with being rooted into lies into my family. Mm-hmm. So for me, who's Heather? You know, I'm, I'm, I don't even know how to really answer that right now because yeah. I've been working on myself that hard. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, it's, I, it's I an open-ended know. question. It doesn't have yeah. to be, it doesn't have to have an end point at this moment because... There's no end point because I always think you're working on yourself, you well, know? So yeah, for mean, me in general, like, yeah, I know that who's Heather, I know that I'm a great person and I know that I don't, you know, I don't do anything intentionally ever. Um, but when you do slow down and you're in the moment and you're living in that moment you're you're awoke you're in the moment it's a very different life if you can stay there throughout the whole day mm-hmm. where you're not speeding through just to get through to the next project the next person sure well i think you shift i mean we have you know you can be in the present past and future in in segments of your day just you know we spend some time in the past to uh maybe as a point of reference we use that if people spend too much time in the past 
Okay. Um, I think it's because they're, you know, they've become, you know, more uh, regressive in the present. You know, we're not evolving. That's, you know, if you think about leadership and growth, you know, people who reside a lot of time in the past are regressing in the present, meaning their, their daily operations falling apart. Their daily operation is inconsistent. Right. So they fall back. Fearful of, of being successful. Cause I know there was a few times where I felt if I would have just opened the door all the way, I would have been in a different position, but I fear success. I feared success for a long time. You feared the certainty of success. Can I uphold that success? And it's not necessarily failing because we all fail. You can be at just, just, just a million dollar level example. And you could you fear success probably because you didn't know what it felt like to be successful. So it was, a, it was something that you weren't familiar with, right? The and so Yeah, but I feel like, I think for me it was more, more of maybe the outer appearance you know, like, if we're leaders, we have to be strong. We shouldn't, you know, like we were talking about just a few seconds ago, we shouldn't, you know, be or the weak one. Maybe it's that you doubted that you could actually be that successful, right? So you didn't see it, right? You didn't feel it. The belief was there. I I think it was withholding it at, at like, at that level, at the continuously, so? continuously. Like, the fear of continuously holding up your and having a bigger place can I withhold this for the next 7, 10, 20, 15 years? You know, it's, you know, when you start growing, you, you obviously in a good way, you start accumulating other issues that you have to work on. And that fear of, of you know, being in the past is comfort because mm-hmm. you've dealt with it. So you want to bring it up. That's you know, it's certain. It's right. And it's something that covers up. You know, you could talk about that all, the, all day long mm-hmm. with people. That's where people are comfortable in. So when you get up to a higher standard, you know, can you withhold that level 24, 25-8? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Can you? And I think believing in myself, yes, I believe I can do it. I, I feel like, you know, being a college athlete, playing pro, semi-pro, I know that I can do it. I was at certain levels already. Um, the belief is there, but I think maybe it's just the longevity of continuously or, you know, having the right people by your side that, you know, support you or help lead, you lead them, you know? Well, I mean, when you first started out, did you say, okay, well, in in year 15, I'm going to be doing this? No. No, of course. Right. So it's, it's like, we don't have that deep enough future vision. We haven't set ourselves up for that. We haven't developed a system for that. You know, and I don't think anybody that started when we did ever had that mindset. You know, we just wanted to get through the day. You know, we wanted to make sure every hour of the day was quality. We did what we did. You know, we kept going and going and going, you know, and when business was there, we worked. We never took our foot off the gas when it came to that stuff. We knew we needed to get stuff done. We knew if we worked more, we would get more. You know, and as you get older, you try to find more efficient ways of doing things, right? Well, so, you idle a little bit. Just to well, yeah, I mean, you reach out. a comfortable moment where yeah. you're like, okay, I'm making some money now. I'm feeling good about myself. Things are good. Things are going well, right? And unfortunately, in our business and in our world, when you take your foot off the gas, you can lose a ton, right? We can lose, you know, I, I, several years, yeah, yes. you know, in a couple of months, yep. right? Absolutely. So the anxiety of knowing that, right, unless you have a strategy 
all right, set up within internally in your business and how to go about those moments, like those those quarters where you're gonna have a deficit when you know that, hey, this is a slow time of the year. What do we do? Here's our five different strategy, strategies that we're gonna use, all right, to help promote more growth or maintain some stability, okay? Why do we fall short with that in our lives? You know, I think we go in a far, 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 far direction. You know, we start accomplishing things then we get there and we fall off. It's like people lose 20 pounds, right? And then they go back to the way they did things because they don't change, right? They haven't changed the system, right? right? And a lot of times, a lot of that shit happens too fast, right? And anything too fast doesn't last, like my dad used to say. And it's the truth because when something happens really, really fast, it's like you almost don't even know what the hell's going on while it's happening. It's just happening. Right. And you're responding to it, Right. But the real growth, the real, the real essence of leadership and growth is being aware of what is going on while it's going on, right? And linking up the dots from what you've experienced, which is the things that you know is your past, being deeply committed to the moment so that the quality of the work that you're doing is, is sustainable, right? And then having enough future vision to see the direction that you want to go based on the standards and expectations that you set up for yourself so that you can continue to grow and exponentially grow because you have a system. And once you develop that operating system as a person, all right, this is who I am, all right, this is who I want to become, right, and these are all the steps along the way, right? right. And that ABC123 isn't really, isn't really how it works because there isn't, there isn't, like if you read the book Winning by Tim Grover, every chapter is chapter one, right? He doesn't believe in a step-by-step -step process to anything. But what he does believe in is a system, a systematic mindset of, of your, connecting your mind and how you feel, right? right? So your thoughts and your actions and your emotions, and you connect all those two things, those three things together, all right? You're going to move the boat, okay? You're going to row the boat, right? right? So like you said, continuously surrounding yourself by people that keep you, keep you humble, right? That keep you focused, that help you work on your patience, but they're consistent with you. Right, and you can rely on them. They're right. going to be there for you. They're going to be a voice of reason for you. Where do you find that in yourself? I mean, these are all great questions and great things that we need to talk about throughout the podcast, in ways of like throwing around these thoughts, throwing around these emotions, throwing around these mindful concepts of what we all deal with. Because you may deal with five things differently than I deal with five things, but in reality, we're all dealing with the same stuff, just a little bit Different. differently. Yep. You know, are you driven by your emotion? You know, are you driven by a standard? Like, or you know, where's your expectations along the way of all that? Like, what are your actionable steps that you can actually do, right, to get started? Because a lot of people spend too much time in their head. They overthink. They don't know where to start. Uh, blah, blah, blah. What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Right? Yep. So the whole focus, like I said, of the podcast, the leadership and grow is what the fuck do we want out of our lives, right? Well, where are you now? Where do you want to be, right? Why do we want that? The what, why, and how is so significant. Why do we want this, right? Because if you can... around your values. Though, 100%. If you can connect your why... Now, I don't want to stay in why too long because it's a buzzword. Simon Sinek, why, 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 <laughs> the ring of the circle of success and all that other <laughs> shit, right? I'm not trying to jump on anybody else's coattails. I'm trying to say to myself, okay, look, I'm a human being, you're a human being, right? What the fuck do we want, right? We all want something, right? What is it that we want for ourselves in our lives? Why do we want that? Why do we want these certain things, okay? And then how do I go about getting it? But if you look back at this ultimate question of what, why, and how, 
Okay. Where am I operating from? I feel like that has to be stemmed from your values. Right. Where are we operating from? Who are we? All right. Who am I? Right. That's why I asked you, who's Heather Dodaro? Right. Who am I? Right. And who do I want to be? All right. Because I want to do who I say and feel I am. Right. Right. I feel like in order to get to that position, though, not only knowing your values, you have to really deprogram and deroot yourself from a lot of things. Yeah, you have to unlearn some shit. Yeah, you have to uncuff yourself from the outside noises. There's a lot of steps along the way. That's not easy. And that's something I was saying earlier that I definitely took action on about three years ago. But like you said, you, you get consumed in your business, so you fall off. But it's not necessarily that I fell off from anything. I just got consumed as I was growing, you grow a different way. But I, I do I do believe in the values derooting and trying to stem away from being programmed. A lot of us I mean, that that's major. And that's why I was saying like I had to step away from my family for mm-hmm. a little bit to get to this position. And when you ask who is Heather, that's that's a loaded question right now because, you know, really working on yourself I can say a lot like I know my values you know I know that everybody wants to be financially stable and all that stuff but you know I I know what I do want but to to really say you know at this point it it would be really hard to say that because of the work that I'm doing on myself period you got to run after it Heather you got to run straight for it. You look at, and, and I know this might be a sensitive subject for you, but you look at these weight loss programs, right? And a weight loss program is smoke and mirrors. If you ask me, it's a bunch of bullshit. Because what you're trying to do is you're trying to get somebody into a caloric deficit, okay? You want them to exercise more and eat a little bit less, right? So what do we do? We throw in a bunch of shit outside of food, right, to fill them up and give them the false sense that they're not hungry, right? We try to combat them with you know, powders and potions and, and drinks and all this other stuff, right? Let's be real about all that, okay? And I have to back you on that. It's not a sensitive subject because here we do not, we're not about selling that right away. I understand, but let's just talk generally speaking. Let's not even talk yeah, about herbal life or anything. Let's talk yeah. about generally speaking. Most weight loss programs, right? Replace food, supplement, have a shake. Supplement, supplement. supplement drinks all this stuff so right so what we're doing is we're taking away food which people have a problem with overindulging in and replacing it with something else that gives them the false sense of feeling full right okay um outside of food like whole foods okay some programs do some programs don't don't eat carbs don't do this don't do that right the reality is we're trying to distract the behavior we're trying to distract ourselves from the habits. Trying to break right? the programs. And so, right. Being, yeah. So, you know, you're, 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 take, you're shifting. You're using instead. It's like changing seats on the Titanic, right? You're, you're going down. Right? You're going down, but, you're, you know, you're just changing the seat right. thinking that you're going to get a different result. So for some people, it's highly successful. Right, because they get it somewhere along the way. Okay, I get it. I can't eat this much. Right. I can't keep eating just this. I can't. Keep snack. I can't have that third glass of wine. I can't have chocolate midday. I can't do these things because it's holding me back for all these metabolic reasons, all these psychological reasons, all these emotional reasons. It's not helping me roll the boat. Right. Right. To face that head on, to face the storm, right? Realize that you are the goddamn storm. 
Right. You are the storm, right? You are the problem. And it's the way you think, and it's the way you feel, and it's the way you act. And it's all based on what Shannon Graham has taught me is, is that your identity equals your behavior. And who you think you are is how you're going to behave. Yep. Right? So when I ask you, who are you? Right? Your identity and your behavior are one. You know? You can't run away from it. You can't. Right. You cannot run away from who you say you are. Right? Because right. we do what we we do who we are. We're not what but we your, do. Your right? actions speak louder than your voice. Right. So. Jesus was Jesus Christ, the Son of God, right? Right. He wasn't um this huge you know, he wasn't this, you know, uh, you know, he was a carpenter, he was a shepherd, he did all these things, right? But, like, he was the son of God, right? And that, at the end of the day, that's who he was and that's how he acted, right? So when he said things to people and he offended people because he was speaking the word of God and people were like, who are you to do that? You're a blasphemer, right? They wanted to kill him because he said he was the son of God and they didn't believe him, right? And they all found, they all found out, right? Right. We do who we say we are, because at the end of the day, if we're not, we're never going to be fully joyful. We're never going to have that true fulfillment, you know? And so you've got all these battles and trials and all these things that you're dealing with in your life and all these hangups and all the things that you struggle with. Coming to grips and being real, being honest with that, being truly honest, deeply honest, and often honest. All right, to feel your true value and feel the worthiness of having what you want, that has to start somewhere. That has to come with a belief in something greater than yourself. And that goes back to the first question I think maybe that we were talking about, you know, how do you how do you get there? Like how do you if you don't know, you don't know. Like I, I could tell you one of my biggest life changes was I don't even know if this was something that was lucky that I found myself at an uh, an NA meeting, an AA meeting, and they said something and it triggered, it changed my whole life. What? In being there, the whole, you know, the whole mental aspect of it, how people are wired different, and it's, it's, the, how we're programmed You know, I'm thinking too much. That's okay. <laughs> I'm trying to think where I was going with it. Um, like I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know that those things were out there. I didn't know that I could walk into something, a meeting like that, and you know, I, I could, I could be an alcoholic. I could have been one. I owned a bar, so you know, like I, I drink a lot. I acquired pancreatitis from it, so that might tell you at the time. And even up until I went to the meeting, not even my first meeting with a friend that I went with was like eight months ago. I would have not, I'm not an alcoholic. I, you know, whatever. Until I went there, I was, you know, questioning myself, like, holy cow, I didn't understand that. So if you don't know, you don't know. Like walking into that meeting, I thought it was just for, you know, certain level of people. Right. And when I got in there learning what I learned, I mean, it's like, I feel like everybody should go to those meetings mm-hmm. because it's, you know, you know, it, it crosses with the Bible. It crosses with a lot of things, the 12 steps of this and that, but it's working on yourself. And if you don't, I always say this and people are like, what do you mean? And it's really like, if you don't know, you don't know those things. You don't know those things are out there. Right. And how do you develop those things 
putting your how do you get yourself into a community like that if you don't know what you're seeking or what you're trying for if that makes sense mm-hmm. i don't know if that i kind of went in a circle of things no, but i mean you 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 said you started what you said you know how do you do it Right. Like I know how I did it and I, you know, I'll, I'll be honest, I, you know, I walked into a place just like mine and it was everything I wanted and I got asked, well, what's your purpose? And I go to work, make money and put a roof over it. like the common program. But you're, what you're saying is, is that, you know, how do you do it? But it has to start with what? Yourself. Right. So <clears throat> when somebody asks us a question about fitness and says, well, what's the best exercise for this? I said, well, you can't give them the best exercise because first you got to say, well, what is it that you want to accomplish? Like, right. what, what, do you, what do you want? What, what are you trying to do, right? Uh, what's the best leg exercise for blah, blah, blah? Why? Well, I mean, like, I mean, there's a lot of exercises. What are you trying to do? You know right. what I mean? So when somebody asks that, like, what do you want to accomplish? You know what I mean? Like, if you want to, how do you do something? You got to, what is it that you want from it? Right? right, and why do you want that? If you don't know what what you want, then I can't give you a how, right? Right, but say if somebody came to you uh, and said, you know, I, I want to work out just because I want to be healthy. Mm-hmm. My health, my health sucks. I was in the hospital. I have this, that, and the other. But if they don't know what direction they want to go, you still got to find still... out. Yeah, I want to get in better shape. But what right. are some things that you want to be in shape for? Like, what is it that you don't like about yourself now? Or what is it that's not good now? What is it that you want to accomplish? Okay, I want to exercise. Yeah, okay. But what do you want to accomplish from the exercise? Right. All right, well, I just want to start exercising. I said, that's fine. Okay, what do you like? What do you don't like? All right, if we start exercising, all right, what do you want to benefit? So if you want to be in better shape, what's better shape to you? Right. So what's wrong with you now or not what's wrong with you now? What do you want to see improve? Because then if I say, if you say to me, well, I want to lose body fat, I want to get more muscular. Okay, good. Now I know like what's on your mind. What are you thinking? This is what I want to do. I want to lose body fat. I want to gain some muscle mass. Okay. Now, why? Because I want to feel better. Okay, I want to look better, right? When I take my clothes off, I, I don't want to feel embarrassed in front of my husband. I don't want to feel embarrassed in my wife. You know, I want to uh, have self-confidence, you know, blah, blah, blah. Okay, cool, all right? Some people so, don't know those those questions to ask themselves. But that's where leadership and grow come from, right? That's right, yeah. Heather and Joe, leader and grow is the what, the why, and the how of your life, right? I, I think what we talk about and what we discuss right is just the basic platform remember i talked to you where do we start from where are we working from okay we're working from a platform all right that's very simple this is nothing new right right? but it's just our interpretation our experiences and our interpretation right the realness how to grow the realness of it okay look i'm a fat fucking shit right now right (laughs) i feel like a big piece of shit right i can't stand looking at myself in the mirror every time i sit down i feel my muffin top you know uh i i can't go do yard work without just feeling like i'm gonna you know get sick (laughs) you know i can't do all these things you know whatever people think about the worst you think about the worst in yourself you know what i mean you know um i don't like taking my shirt off at the pool whatever you know or you know i'm not gonna ever wear a two-piece i'll never wear a two-piece and i'm always gonna wear a towel around my waistline when i walk around because i don't want anybody to see my legs whatever the hell people think about right so the what why and how is the platform right so when you go about life and you go about your day and you go about stuff and you're doing things and you want to have a process and have a system the way you want to operate 
Start your day off of being very thankful for the things that are important to you so that you can say, okay, here's me. This is what I'm thankful for. This is my present state. What am I trying to accomplish today? Why do I want to accomplish that? And this is how I'm going to go do it, right? If you can constantly have that system working in your head, it's like doing anything else. Like, okay, if I make a shake, all right, uh, you know, it's two cups of ice, one cup of water, two scoops of PDM, two scoops of uh, Formula One, and boom, blend, done, right? right? Okay, that's the system, right? right. Now, if you put in the uh, the the what do you call it? The ice or the water first, it changes the consistency of it, right? right. You know, I've made the mistake a million times, right? So now I don't do shakes anymore because I just, I'm, I always screw it up. So, um, but you know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, so anytime you start switching the order, you're like, oh, this doesn't work as well as it should. Okay. Right. So what do we do? How do we give people that framework? So how do we give people to just start thinking about the buy-in? So to keep the, to, to, to keep the sustainability, to keep the retention, is you got to provide systems. And what I've learned in the fitness industry and I've learned in business, all right, there's a million systems out there and ways that you can go out there and be successful, whether you're driven by emotion, you're driven by financials, you're driven by your own personal value and extension of, of that. If you have something to work from that's rooted in, not lies like you were in your family, but rooted in something values, that's... that's your true values. Your true values. And that really... If you think about, remember that that uh, uh, that biblical reference I gave you, John fifteen yep. five. I yes. am the vine; you are the branch. Through me, you can bear great fruit. Without me, you have nothing. If you have yourself deeply rooted in in the Father, deeply rooted in 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 the God, and I'm not talking about stupid religion. I'm talking about faith. Faith is your relationship with God. Yep. If you're deeply rooted in something that you can go to as a reference, as a source of energy, as a humble, uh, as a place to reboot. Somebody to go to, something to go to, whatever it is. I don't care if it's God for you, it's Buddha, it's some freaking energy system, the solar system, whatever the fuck gets you up in the morning, right? That is your driving force, okay? And you can plant that root deep into that, <coughs> excuse me, deep into that, and you can work from that platform and have a system of checks and balances, right? To get that growth, right? Think about when you start to accomplish things, when somebody accomplishes something that they're really excited about, what what's the what do they do? They celebrate. They tell somebody. Oh, they tell somebody by celebrating. They yes. celebrate, right? Yeah. You know, you lose twenty pounds, guess what? You're not gonna just walk around not saying anything. No, you celebrate. You're gonna call your girlfriend. <laughs> hey. Let's go shopping. Let's I need go a shopping, suit. right? You know what I mean? Somebody right. does something, they tell people. Now we right. post about it. Right. You know? We tell people, right? So now be who you wanna be, all right? To do things that you want to do, to have the things that you want, and then guess what? You give back. So that is the, the circle of life, right? Be, do, have, give, right? And that's the beauty of, of, of having these talents because you have a talent to give. I have talents to give. We all have these wonderful talents to give, given to us specifically, all right, and detailed by God, all right, to go out there and have massive impact. And really be a beacon of, of, of love and understanding and, and just whatever it is that you want to go out there and do, right? But to have a circulating system, to have something inside of you, right? If we taught this shit to kids, if we taught this system, we taught a system of what, why, and how, be, do, have, give, we taught this system of being able to continuously be in self-evaluation, 
all right? To not only be driven by emotion, but to be driven by logic and to be driven by vision, to be driven by, you know, um, you know, uh, having a, a truthfully and an honest understanding of the past and to grow from that. I mean, think about how outstanding the leadership capabilities are. Absolutely. Because now you are who you say you are, right? And your focus is to lead. And you lead. The only way we lead in this world is you have to say to people, follow me. That's leadership. Agree. <laughs> I don't have anything to say. You've said it perfectly on that one. Yeah. So, <laughs> but it's know. getting to the younger generation too, because mm-hmm. I this, the programming of this world has just gotten worse. Yeah. So, you need leaders like us. You need people like us to do more of these things to grab kids at a younger age. You know, I just you know my my youngest son. I always tell him like this. We you know work with me here these next like I started late in life period I found myself late in life most people I feel like most people do I don't know maybe because you have to walk the path but I you know I tell my 13 year old every day like and there's nothing wrong with my family I didn't grow up terrible but I always talk about breaking the molds you know you don't want to be here no more like not saying go to college is everything that might not be for you that that's your choice but yeah you know, break the molds. Uh, you don't want to live like this just for the pure fact. And it, it's not about financial either. It's more mental being in the, the you know, the negative, depressed talk and be, you know, we're surrounded by that in general, in life, I feel, so uh, social media, the news, so on and so forth. So how do you break that to a child and how do you lead that to a child? You know, and, and, I, and I really did start, when I was working on myself to try to get that in my youngest head, my older two are already older, you know, how to, you know, something goes wrong. It's not the end of the world to huff puff and throw your backpack because you're just wasting time and energy on that stuff. So I'm trying to really teach him a different mold of, and, and how to really break the pro. I mean, I was a single mom working all the time. So my son was home with my parents all the time and they, he's growing up just how I did and you can see it and now that I'm clear and worked on myself and I see that I'm like how do you break that because yeah. it took me I'm 46 now it took me 43 years to even come to my purpose or think about when I was asked what my purpose was I was tongue-tied and twisted I was what does that mean I work to put a roof over my house pay taxes and I'm gonna die that's my purpose like that's what I felt at that time I didn't know there was more so when I was asking you earlier you know how do you how do you if you don't know you don't know I didn't you could have told me what purpose was and I would look it up in the dictionary and read it for you word to word that's what purpose means <laughs> that that's it didn't you know well it wasn't signi- it wasn't that significant in your life yet because you were driven by different objectives you know you were just surviving you were doing what you need what you needed to do which is I'm going to say 90% of the world's being programmed into that, though. Right. That's... Our society isn't built on that. You know what I mean? Our society is built on abundance. Our society is built on what have you done for me lately. Yeah. Right? So now you and I are shifting the paradigm over here, and we're trying to say, okay, hey, guess what? You know what? There are better ways to do things. Right. Like now, We're not the only people doing this. There's millions of people out oh. there saying, hey, there's a better way. Right? Yeah, and here's, here's what I think, and here's what you think, and this is what that person thinks. And that's where know? I wanted, like Eva was telling you, I wanted to break that mold with my son. I wanted him to see that there's more out there and not in your little confined worlds of mm-hmm. what you're growing up in now. And 
to shift that is it's a really hard shift and that's again i'm going to go back to that's why i had to walk away from my family which they're they're you know they don't really understand right now what's what's happening because some people just aren't there to change you know i don't want to say you can't teach an old dog new tricks but some things they're just not willing to change so you have to walk away from that in order to find yourself it's not your job to change them either no and that that's something that's extremely hard Mm -hmm. uh to you know even in our industry you get people that come in yeah you can sell whatever a 400 program a 200 program a 100 program but if their mindset is not ready and if you cannot help them break a little bit of their mold or their their programming or whatever you wish to call it they're gonna fall off yeah yeah it's very true it's and it's it's very true and that's all why that. earlier i was saying like i don't just sell weight loss like that was that i was trying like that's i'd rather work with someone's mind and lose a sale to keep them as family and longevity mm-hmm. and that's where i go back to that's what i'd like to see as a community like my values are very based on a family value of community it might not be in my my immediate family you know that that was you know for me that was broken a long time ago but that's what i've always strived to build as a great community in that sense but again if you can't change you it's not your job to change people but that's what we're doing. That's why we're doing what we're doing. Well, you just, exactly. You just referenced the movie Field of Dreams. I don't watch TV, so that's going to be hard. <laughs> well, Kevin Costner was in a movie, Ray Liotta. Kevin Costner was I've in I've seen the parts of that, I All think. Right, so I do think. you understand the concept of the movie? So he yeah. never had to have, Kevin Costner never was able to have this, uh, you know, play catch with his father. And that was something that he always had wanted to do. And so he kept hearing these voices in the cornfields, like, if you build it, he will come. So he was inspired to go and build this baseball field where he can let the that players from the past cross over the line and they got to play baseball again. So um, all these different things that happened. But, like, the whole idea of if you build it, they will come. Like, if you keep building who you think Heather Dodaro is, if you keep building I Rise, if you keep building 25A, if you keep building the brand of what you feel is the best um, expression of yourself and why you're doing what you're doing, you know, for the reasons why you're doing what you're doing, right? Then it's, that's all you can truly do. You know what I mean? Right. That's all you, you can, you can build it and eventually, you know what I mean? God will send the people to right. you. Right? I mean, I believe that. I've had faith. I have faith yeah. in it. You just got to keep going. Just, and yeah. I'm not saying you don't have to be aggressive. I'm not saying that you can't get out there and, and, you know, and witness to the world what it is that you're selling, you know, or what it is that you're trying to, you know, be, you know. So the beauty of all that is, is really feeling that you're worth what it is that you want to accomplish and that, you know, you have that personal value. You know, I am who I say I am, you know, I'm a good person. I do good things for people. And really that's, that's what I, that's where I find my fuel, you know, and having that impact is that conversation, even though I didn't get the sale, but that person left her different, that other person left her better. Yeah. Right. You know, and unfortunately it doesn't always pay the bills, right? It doesn't always, but you know what? There's going to be another person. You keep being who you are, right? And believe in that, right? Because the moment you don't, right? The problem with a lot of that is, unfortunately, is you have a responsibility then, right? Because you can't stop doing that, right? right? So when you're having those weak moments and you start doubting yourself and, oh, I'm not that good and I, they don't like me and all that other bullshit, right? That's when you start to lose your significance, right? Because people need your confidence. You know, they rely on your confidence. 
Right. You know, I tell young kids, I'm like, you don't understand. There's a lot about you you don't understand. Like I have a, I trained this quarterback on the football team. I said, Jackson, don't you understand? You're the quarterback. For the fact that for every kid that doesn't like you, that's jealous that you're the quarterback, or his he's friends with the backup quarterback, so he's not gonna like you, right? And he's gonna be a dick and he's gonna talk shit behind you. Do you know how many kids are on that team of 130 kids that are from freshmen all the way to the seniors on that football team that look at you and want that position, all right? And see you work hard 